do. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's your boy, Seven the Panther. Welcome to Panther Politics Podcast. You know what I mean? It's been a crazy year, man. Uh, the pod has grown exponentially, and I want to thank everyone who has tuned in for even one episode. Um, I don't think y'all know how much it means to me that y'all even care about my conversations with these amazing artists um, and, and the things that they have going on and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, today, I don't have an interview subject. Um, I mean, it's the end of the year. I'm actually recording this on Christmas Day, so I mean, a lot of people are celebrating. I don't do it, but you know, I don't. I don't salt those who do. Do what you do. It is what it is. Um, but when it's all said and done, you know, the end of the year is the perfect time to go back and reflect on things and kind of see, um, you know, what the year held for you or what the year held for hip hop in general. So um, today, I will be talking about uh, a couple things. Uh, you know the top the top pods that happened this year uh, on Panther Politics uh, releases that I'm anticipating for 2023, and da 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 the Panther Politics podcast top seven albums of the year. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be kind of cool. So uh, we can start with the podcast, of course. But before we do, let me give a shout out to Pretty Kings Clothing, my sponsor, uh, the sponsor of the podcast. They're also my clothing sponsor as an artist, uh, and they're just all around great people. And they've done a, a massive job of holding me down over the last couple of years. So I want to thank y'all for that. Uh, I also want to shout out my manager, Gabriel Durden. Uh, thank you for everything. Uh, editing video, shooting video, uh, booking shows, like helping put together the Shooting Stars 2 experience, all of that good stuff. Um, you know, not real sure where things would be sitting right now without his assistance. So thank you, bro. Um, Whew. As far as the pie go, it's you know it's like it's not a lot of hands involved in it. It's a lot, it's a real um, grassroots thing. So there's a lot not a lot of names that I need to say in connection with that. Uh, I do want to send a special shout out to uh, L Rock and Frankie over at LX3 for allowing us to use their space to record. Um, so the video footage that y'all see where the angles is changing and all of that, all of that shot at LX3. So shout out to L Rock uh, and Frankie. They whole team over there. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. So, this year has probably been the most growth of the podcast since the beginning. Uh, I actually been doing Panther Politics for a couple years, um, even though I'm only up to uh, released episode 67. Well, this would be 68, but um, there's a lot of episodes that got trashed. There were uh, several instances where we had to take a break from production, so I just kind of started fresh. So this will be uh, episode 68. Man, I don't think y'all understand. Yo, it's, it's been a real crazy journey this year, but um, some really dope interviews have taken place. Uh, the growth of the, of the podcast was completely unexpected. Uh, so let's get into that a little bit. Now, the top part of the year, the most plays, the most, all of that uh, is Ilpo. Uh, Ilpo, my bros, they, uh, you know, a rap group uh, out of Greensboro, North Carolina. Jay Bond, my man Monday Booms. Um, great guys, man. They their catalog is crazy. They crew Watts. Um, definitely some of the most talented individuals I've ever met personally. And I appreciate every every moment of it. Like it was a very entertaining interview. If you listen, man, like those guys are funny. Um, very insightful as well, though. You know, we have a lot in common because our journey has been very, uh, very much joined at the hip from the time that we met uh, leading up to now. Uh, we move in a lot of the same circles, know a lot of the same people. 
Um, surprisingly, we haven't done a song together yet, but I, I, I have a feeling that's coming. But Ilpo, thank y'all so much for even uh, agreeing to come on, for taking the time to talk to me, and for continuing to be the amazing artists and men that you are. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, now, as far as the growth of the podcast, there was one podcast in particular that um, we, get the mo- we gained the, the most new listeners from uh, and was very instrumental in the growth of the podcast, and that's Slime Tyrants. Uh, some of you may not be familiar with Slime Tyrants. They are a hip-hop group based out of Seattle, Washington. Um, Dion Dusk and Dork Steezy. Um, these guys are hella energetic, very entertaining, very lyrically adept. Um, yeah, Slime Tyrus is it. And I can tell that I made a good choice by deciding to talk to them because uh, obviously the growth is, is, a, is, a, is an indication of that. So thank you, Slime Tyrants. Um, I do have a feature with Slime Tyrants coming up this, this, this next year. So uh, y'all yeah, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be fun. I promise it's going to be fun. Um, I mean, as far as the pie go, you know, we, we've, we've grown a lot, man, from the, from the, from the beginning to now. Um, and even the quality of guests has improved. Um, and, and not to say anything about my early guests, it's just that I was reaching out to people that I knew personally to come be on the pod. Um, and that was only because I wasn't sure at that time if reaching out to people who were a little more established would be, um, you know, something that could happen. Um, and some of the ones that have occurred, a uh, special shout out to MJ from MJ's uh, Hip Hop Connect. Uh, she's amazing at, at her job of promo, and she sends me all the information about all the artists that she's promoting. And I have had the opportunity to interview quite a few of them. Uh, and I'm very glad that that occurred, that I met her, that, you know, we have that uh, that relationship bubbling. So be on the lookout for MJ's Hip Hop Connects, and don't be surprised if. You know, pretty soon booking a Panther Politics interview got to go through that, <laughs> at least to a degree, you know. Um, it's just a thought I had, and I mean, it just might make it easier to secure a guest. But that's just my brain talking, you know, thinking out loud right now, so we ain't even going to worry about that. But uh, but thanks to her, I was able to interview uh, Phantom of the Beat, a.k.a. Haas G of UMCs, uh, the producer of uh, Magic Stick and several other bangers that I'm pretty sure y'all are familiar with. Uh, I was also able to interview Job Magnetic, uh, Rampage, The Last Boy Scout. Um, and I feel like by virtue of those interviews taking place, um, oh, can't forget Rhyme Wrecker, my man from uh, from Cream Team, no doubt, Wu family in the building. Um, I think that that has opened the door to some of the other things that have occurred, like the most recent interview with John Jiggs. Um, like people start, people pay attention and they see, um, they see your growth, they know how things are moving, how you're moving, how things are progressing. They can tell by the, sometimes they can tell by the quality of what you release. Uh, even if they don't listen to the pod, just by the fact that you have certain guests on says a lot. So um, a major thank you to everybody. Now, just so y'all know, Ilpo, the highest played for 2022 right now, there's still five, six days left. Uh, and John Jiggs and Marcel P. Black are, are on their ass. They coming. So <laughs> we shall see um, what happens with that. But, um, in terms of music, and this part is, you know, for the most part, it's like 80% about music, you know what I'm saying? Um, in terms of music, there are some people who didn't release albums this year that I'm really looking forward to what they release next year. I've heard that they're working on something, or maybe they dropped something this year and it was an EP or a single or something, and they're really saving the big smoke for next year. Well, either way it goes, 
I'm highly anticipating uh, the arrival of these people and their work. Um, first on my list is superstition. Um, I don't know how much I know about my history, but that's my brother from another mother. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, he's also one of the best MCs in the history of rap. Um, if you don't believe me, just go on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you've listened to music and check out his, his catalog. Um, he's amazing. I know he's working on new music. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what he comes with. Super has always been one of the greatest lyricists. His ear for beats is impeccable. There's a lot that you know newer artists and even some of us veterans could learn from observing superstition. Uh, also, J. Cole is coming back with new music. Looking forward to that. Uh, the offseason was really good. Uh, it was actually better than I anticipated it being. So I'm looking forward to what he does next. Uh, of course, my family, TakeOver Music Collective, uh, we will be releasing music uh, at the top of the year. Um, I guess the, the biggest thing with that is I, I'm looking forward to seeing how people respond to everyone else. I already know what people think about me, so that's fine. Um, but I'm looking forward to see how they respond to uh mojo and soul and double xl and monster listening jay ooze and i mean ready ron b he's a veteran so ready ron b's is a veteran uh we already know what that's about but i'm looking forward to seeing how they're received by the rest of the hip-hop world outside of washington um another family member <laughs> other members of my family fam you i know that they are working on a new project i am making a guest appearance which i will be recording as soon as i'm done recording this podcast um Fame was a father-son collective out of North Carolina. I actually interviewed them on the pod as well. You can go back and check that out. Rim Still, Chris Bars, 96 Gems, whatever your name is. Now, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, that's... Uh, Fame was definitely a, a, a group to, to be on the lookout for. All of their music is positive for the most part. Um, they do a lot of uh, uplifting, positive black liberation music. Uh, but they also got bars, and they'll do stuff for the ladies. Like, they, they're pretty well-rounded in the way that they create music. Um, my bro, that dude Ben's coming back with another Hunger Games. Um, I am featured on it as well. Uh, now, don't don't get it twisted. I'm not only picking these people because I'm on their projects. I'm picking them because I honestly believe in their artistry, and I always look forward to what they bring to the table. Uh, Biz is a great producer. He has a great ear. He knows what he likes. He knows, you know, what what an MC will will sound good on. Um, so he does a good job of mixing and matching, putting the right people on tracks together. So I'm definitely looking forward to the new Hunger Games, and he got uh, he got a re up on there with me and Sky Zoo. So that's gonna be dope. Um, so I'm looking forward to to the, to the uh, you know the outcome of the whole project. Pardon my stuttering. Like it's I'm a little high. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling lazy these days. My day off. So. Um, and last but not least, King Lee's, uh, one of Tacoma's very own. Uh, Lee's is probably, um, strangely enough, I caught on to his wave kind of late, even from me arriving here when I did. Um, I knew the name and I knew of a couple of records, but I wasn't really tuned in. When I dialed all the way in, I was like, wait, this nigga's dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, Definitely looking forward to seeing what Lee's drop next. He uh the, the album Stay Valuable, which he dropped I think in 2021, is still in heavy rotation for me. Um, he just dropped a, a single called Rank, not too long ago. So check that out. King Lee's, don't forget the name. Uh, he relocated, no longer in the in, in the Northwest, but he's still on the West Coast. So keep it tight down there, Cali Lee's. We got you up here, bro. No worries. Now, 
with that said, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the top seven albums of the year. And just like that, we back like we forgot our keys. <laughs> you know what time it is. So like I said, as I promised, right now we're going to talk about the Panther Politics top seven albums of the year. Now, these albums are not in order, but at the end, I will announce the actual winner of album of the year. So let's start from the top. King's Disease 3, Nas and Hit Boy. And this is a phenomenal album. I think that this, <clears throat> in conjunction with the first two King's Diseases and Magic, go a long way towards reminding people why Nas is constantly, consistently, perpetually in the conversation of GOAT. Um... A lot of people put Jay in that position. I'm not one of those people. Uh, some people put Big in that position. I'm not one of those people. Uh, for me, it's always been between Nas and Rakim. Uh, I don't know. Flip a coin on any given day, I could give you a different answer. But Nas is unquestionably, as far as commercial artists go, one of the most remarkable pins our culture has ever seen, ever, since the first time we heard him. Uh, and I thought King's Disease 3 went a long way towards cementing that for me. Uh, let's see. My favorite song on the album is probably Once a Man, Twice a Child. Uh, Nas has always been a great storyteller. He's always been a great uh, conceptual artist. And this is no different. Uh, many times we don't recognize because we say old man or old woman. That in all actuality, when we get older, we're moving closer to being what we were when we first came into the world. It's like everything goes full circle, you know? And Nas does a great job of painting that picture. Um, secondarily, my other song that I go to, <coughs> that I run to uh, immediately, if I don't just feel like listening to the whole project, is Thun. Because those of y'all who don't know, Thun is what a lot of people thought was done back in the day. Uh, Queensbridge slang, you know what I'm saying? Um, like what everybody else was saying, son, they were saying thing. So, uh, but I, I love that Nas touches on the whole Jay-Z Nas situation in that song. Uh, and says that he, you know, text, still takes hold and say it ain't over with. I think it's hilarious, actually, because we already know they, they pieced it up and everything's good with them. Hopefully we'll get to hear more music from the two of them in the future. Over some production that fits it. Uh... I have yet to hear a Nas J collabo that really blew my socks off. So uh, I'm still waiting for that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there because that's not on King's Disease 3. Uh, as far as ratings go, hey, before I get into ratings, this is one of my favorite quotes from the album. <laughs> Nas said, I'm trying to expand the pineal gland. The world ain't our home, just temporary. Please understand. You die tomorrow, then you born again. So life is deathless. Respect and balance, human dignity. That's the perspective. Now, if you, you know, <laughs> it's not a lot of people writing like that. Even at his advanced age, um, there's never been a period where I felt like Nas was asleep behind the wheel in writing. Um, so overall, as far as bars, I gave the album a 10. He's in rare form. Uh, Beats, I gave an 8.5 simply because some of Hit Boy's production to me is a little too polished. Um, and I probably wouldn't rap to it if somebody gave me that beat. So a lot of times when, like, when you hear these 
uh, rankings for these beats. Producers don't get mad. I rank beats based on, I score the beats based on how likely I would be to rap to them. So um, just to give y'all some understanding of, of where my concept is as far as grading these things. And flow. Now, when I say flow, I'm talking about the flow of the album, not the flow of the MC. I'm talking about the arrangement of the album. Flow, for KD3, I'll give it a 9. Beats, I give it 8.5. Bars, I gave it 10. His overall scored 9.6. Excellent work, Mr. Jones. Thank you very much for everything you've contributed to hip-hop. Uh, let's see. Number two, let's do Herbert by Ab Soul. Ab Soul is my absolutely favorite artist from TDE. He always has been. He probably always will be. Um, no disrespect to Kung Fu Kenny, J-Rock, uh, you know, Groovy Q, none of them. Like, I fuck with all of them guys. But Ab's always been my guy. Um, he's an MC's MC. Uh, some of his releases haven't quite been up to snuff. Uh, they haven't matched the hype. They haven't matched his skill level as a writer. This album is not that. <laughs> Herbert is absolutely amazing. I, I I dug into the album immediately when it dropped. Um, I had I had an alarm set for me to for me to check it. Um, and it popped. The notification popped. The album was out, and I listened. I probably listened to it. I don't know eight times since it dropped. And to me, um, I think the app finally figured out what he was missing on previous releases. I think that he was in a really dark place and a very unsure place, and the music reflected that. What I heard on Herbert showed me that the sun had started shining again somewhat, and he was starting to find his way. And I'm so glad he did. <laughs> and I'm glad he did it on this project, on anything. So, like, um, now my favorite song, and this is and this is some old MCS shit, my favorite song has got to rap. I mean, shh. What MC can't respect that? You know what I'm saying? Um, I respect that on a whole lot of levels due to the fact that I feel the same way. I feel like I gotta rap. There's no, it's not a I rap because I feel like I like I just want to. I rap because I have to. Um, Ab does a good job of painting um, throughout the throughout the entirety of the album. He has a, he does a good job of painting the fact that I recognize I'm different from some people, from most people. I recognize that I am gifted but by the same you know by the same token i still walk amongst regular people all the time like you know what i'm saying so i'm not i'm not shitting on you because i'm advanced because there are ways that you may be more advanced than i your your two eyes see very farther than mine but my third probably sees farther than yours you know what i mean like that type of shit um and it's a, and it's a balance back to what Nas said it's a balance so uh, it's crazy. Now my other my other joint, that's my other go to joint is Moon Shooter with Joey Badass. Um, the, both of these guys are two of my favorite more recent um artists that I've discovered. Like not recent as in the last couple of years, but recent as in I've been listening to hip hop since I was alive. So um anything within the last ten to twelve years is still recent to me. Um the two of them together on the song elevates it somewhere that I don't think it could have gone with just one person. Uh, the, the, the varying perspectives of those two brothers brought the song exactly where it needed to be. Um, as far as ratings go, for bars, I get an album at 
And the way I just talked about Ab, that probably sounds crazy. But I gave it an 8.5 because there are certain songs and certain moments where I'm like, I've heard you rap better. I've heard you rap better. Like, it's it's like you just said, I need to just get to the next really, really crazy part. So I'm going to just slide this right here. Um, and I can tell when that happens. I, I've, I've, I'm, I've been a victim of it myself before. Um, and I'm saying that every line has to be you know, bone crushing, but you can tell when someone takes a very elementary approach to a line just to get to where they're trying to go to the in, in the next couplet or whatever the case may be. And I heard that a few times. <coughs> Pardon me. Sweet is good. Um, beats, I gave it an eight. He has some beats that, uh, to me, just, I don't know. Uh, I never would have chosen. I understand why he chose them, and I understand why they they fit into the context of the album. But I just don't necessarily like the beat. Um, for his flow, I gave it an eight, though. Um, it was very well put together, very well um, arranged, all of that. Now, the one knock I will say on this album is I don't think it was engineered great. There are some songs where his voice gets lost in the beats. It's a couple songs like that where his voice get lost in the beat. And it's hard for me to, to really, like I have to really dial in, dial in to hear everything he's saying. So, um, But one thing I did catch for sure was, uh, what he said, he said, because ain't no stopping him, just keeping it a buck. I'm on one, George Washington. So fuck is you telling me? I'm a celestial, not a fucking celebrity. Yo, Ab different, man. He's different. I love that dude, man. The album, I gave it an overall eight. Um it wasn't a classic. It's not a classic, but it let me know that uh, with the right, with the right insight and the right assistance, he can definitely make a classic. Um, I think Control System might be a classic. So he already got one in the stash, or it's close to it. Uh, so it's a classic for me. I'll put it that way. <laughs> oh man! So salute to Ab, uh, Mr. Herbert. Congratulations on a, on an awesome comeback. Uh, it's been six years, bro, and I, I'm glad that you didn't come back and step in it you know what I'm saying you, you came back and kicked the door in so thank you uh let's see let's swing it back to these uh four finger ring by the bad seed bad seed I, I actually met bad seed um in person in the 90s late 90s uh with my group the nobodies we were in new york and we was uh Going, going to fuck with uh, natural resource, natural resource, and um, so we went to go holler at them, and we went by their studio, and he was in the he was in the lab. I didn't know who he was at the time, um, so I walked around to this Jamaican spot. We was in Clinton Hills. I walked around to this Jamaican spot with with what what who y'all who most of y'all probably know is Gene Gray. So we walked around there, got some eats, came back. And um, as we chilling and kicking it, um, you know, I was told who C was, and da 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 da. So then I checked out. You know, what I'm saying I found I found some of his music and checked it out, and I was like, "Yo, this dude is dope." <laughs> uh, and I kind of I've been fucking with C ever since, man. You know, he's he a solid dude. He speaks his mind, um, and that's one thing I appreciate the most. He don't pull no punches. He says exactly what's on his mind. And his album Four Finger Ring just won Album of the Year from um, Raw Side Hip Hop. Uh, well-deserved victory. Uh, his son got busy, um, so he he definitely deserved to win. Uh, my favorite song on Four Finger Ring was Complex Napoleon. 
Um, and it's early now. I think it's like the second joint. But I always, every time I listen to the album, I'll get like halfway through it and I'll go back and listen to that again and then go back to where I was at. Um, Seed has a way of saying both the most complex and the simplest thing and making them equally dope when they're said. <laughs> and that's not that's not easy to do. Um, <clears throat> he has a real love for the culture of hip-hop and the art of emceeing, and you can tell by the way he delivers his verses. Uh, he is Brooklyn to the fucking toes, no question about it. Uh, you can hear it when he rhymes. Um, now, my secondary joint, though, that I, that I put on repeat sometimes is Bloody Rain. Uh, Bloody Rain is, is hard. Like, it's hard, hard. And it's the type of record that when you listen to it, it's going to change your mood. Like, if you're in a good mood, you're still going to be in a good mood, but you're going to be in a good mood and feel like you maybe could punch somebody in the face and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, salute the seed on that. Um, now, my, my, nigga can, my nigga got bars. Like, he can rap rap. So, like, huh? He was like, uh, what'd he say? He said, my metropolis responsible for my optics, the opposite of positive. Gotta give a shout to my mother. I hope she proud of this. Been through a lot of shit. Always got up out of it. Four finger ring with them hoes. I'm not anonymous. Yo, it's if you know anything about Brooklyn rap, the cocky edge that he has when he spits is very, very Brooklyn. Um, and then see what I mean when I say the complex and the simple. Um, that put the whole thing in perspective right there. My metropolis responsible for my optics, the opposite of positive. Now, to those of us who think in, 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 in MC terms, that's not complex. To the average listener who's not a head, who's not somebody who studies lyrics, they're going to have to run that back a couple times just to understand why he even said what he said. But then to end that cup, to end that little you know four-bar break off with four-finger ring on them hoes, I'm not anonymous, that's a very simple phrasing, but it's powerful. I got this four-finger ring. It say the bad seed. Bitch, I'm not anonymous. You know who I am. You know what I'm saying? So um, enough respect to seed, man. Enough respect to Brooklyn. Uh, shout out Murder Megs. Uh, shit, I can't remember who else. To, uh, he got a couple producers he fucked with pretty heavy on the project. So um, yeah, man, I'm going to just say this. This shit's fire. If you ain't heard it yet, you should. The Bad Seed, Four Finger Ring, out now on all platforms. But go to that man band camp and buy it. I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, if you don't support independent artists, they always stay independent artists. Well, I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. If you don't support independent artists, they can't stay independent artists because ain't nobody going to keep doing this shit for free. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <coughs> Boy, man. Hey, look, man, in case y'all ain't know, I'm going to let y'all know right now, on Panther Politics, Washington weed is fucking amazing. Anyway, up number four, Hands of Stone by Eda Mad Assassin. Now, I know, I know, there are people who will say, oh, that's his man's. Of course he put his album on there. Oh, they did an album together. Of course he put his album on there. Oh, he on the album. Of course he put it on there. Well... Out of this list of my seven favorite albums of the year, this is the only one that's on the list that I'm actually on. So that destroys that logic, because I'm on a couple other albums. Um, yeah, that's my man, but a whole lot of my mans dropped albums this year. 
they ain't on the list. That that rules that out. Hmm. I done done I done music with a whole lot of people who dropped albums this year. Their albums ain't make the list. I don't play favorites. I call it dope when I see it. Eat a Mad Assassin's is dope. And his ear for beats is dope. His rhyme writing is dope. His songwriting is dope. He's dope. He deserves the spot that he got. So uh, my favorite joint on there, and I told him this before the album even came out, <coughs> is Auntie's, Auntie's House. It's not very often that I listen to a record that really make me feel like I'm chilling with my relatives, playing spades, smoking weed. Maybe drinking a little something. Got the game on in the background. Um, There's a lot of real shit going on around us and outside the house. But you know what I'm saying? Like we in the midst of it, but we ain't. You know what I mean? And that's that's where that that's where that record takes me. Uh, he has a knack for putting real world things into a context that people who even may not have experienced them can relate and can feel like they're a part of it. Um. Now, my, my, my other joint that I go to on the reg, shout out to John Jiggs and XP the Marksman, Nightmare Visions. You want to talk about hard body hip-hop that will absolutely positively put you in the zone and have you, you know what I'm saying, have you ready to tear some shit up? That's Nightmare Visions. Again, the beat's crazy. The beat is crazy, and all three of them delivered. You know, sometimes you hear a collaboration and there's, there's a weak link somewhere in the chain. There are no weak links on Nightmare Visions. Um, one of my favorite quotes from E. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from E was, uh, what was the joint? It was, uh, I was just saying the verse the other day. Oh, oh my time. My time is money. I can't waste a dime. Every second's precious. Small budgets can't pay for mine. I can't forget them bloody knuckles because I'm scraping mine. All my scars, war wounds that run too deep to fade with time. Yo, look, man. I don't know what the dudes y'all be listening to be talking about, but I relate to that on a level that is so beyond the comprehension of civilians um, that it don't it don't even make sense. Um, Eat a Mad Assassin, Hands of Stone, out now on all platforms. Um, also available in his band camp. Uh, support that brother, man. He's dope. And not just because I did a project with him, but because he deserves your support. Uh, <clears throat> as far as the rankings, um, wait, did I do the rankings for Seed? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Let's go back. Bad Seed. So we got Bars, a nine. Beats, an eight. The flow of the album's a nine. Overall, I gave him an 8.6. For Eater Mad Assassin, I gave the Bars a 9.5. I gave the beats a nine. I gave the flow a nine. So he's overall scored 9.2. Up next, we got Jid. I used to call him J.I.D. <laughs> Up next, we got Jid, the forever story. Now, this young man is highly impressive. And I can call him young man, despite the fact that I know he's not as young as he was when he first came in the game. But uh, Jid is a very impressive young man. There's not a lot of guys in his age group, in his class of coming into the game, who uh, whose pins I respect on that same level. And I would say that being in the company that he's in, 
and being chosen by the individual who chose him to put him, to put him on his team. It says a lot about the character and about the ability of this young gentleman. So the forever story is overall one of the most impressive pieces of art that was released this year, without a question. My favorite song was Dance Now, featuring Kenny Mason. Easily. Uh, I think there's there comes a time when we just have to admit and express that someone has jumped far beyond the bounds of what they thought their, their level was gonna be. J.I.D. has definitely leaped that. Um, I also love Stars with Yasin Bey, AKA Most Def, for those of y'all who don't know. Um, again, an album that changed the way that I view hip hop albums. I can honestly say I was working on an album already. The Forever Story came out, I listened to it, and I scrapped the entirety of what I had recorded. Because I thought to myself, if this is what this young man is bringing to the table, who has far less life experience than I do. Although there's a difference in longevity and then the, you know, there's a monetary difference. So there are things that you are experiencing that I haven't. But just for the simple fact that I've been alive longer, I should be able to express these things in a way far more poignant than the way that I was doing it at that point. So I scrapped the whole project and started over. So Jid, uh, thank you for opening my eyes and showing me that there is a better way to do it. Um, far as rankings for the album, I got bars a 9.5. I gave the beats an eight. The flow was a nine, so overall, Jid sits at an 8.8. Um, one of my one of my favorite uh, favorite quotes uh, bars he said on, on the joint though was uh, <laughs> how did shit go? It was like, uh, man, and as they eyes are watching God, I'm trying to rise above. As their eyes are watching God, I'm trying to rise above. Poverty, philosophies, and prophecies arise. Follow me for forever, never fall too far behind, cause I tell my testimonies, test the verdies at a time. 16. You know what I'm saying? Test the verdict. Anyway, but um, yeah, Jid is crazy, man. So that, to me, uh, those five albums right there, that, that's a pretty wide berth of, of albums because Hands of Stone, Four Finger Ring, Herbert, KD3, um, The Forever Story, none of those albums are similar. Like they have uh, Four Finger Ring and Hands of Stone probably the closest in being similar as far as, you know, hard body and hard bars and, and street talk. But it's a pretty wide, wide berth of joints. So we still got two more to go. Uh, we're gonna take a pause for the calls and we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, so we're getting close to the end of this thing. We only got two to go, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna talk out of death, man. Uh, up next at number six, we got the list God sent us for my man OC from NC. Uh, produced by DJ Flash. Um, <clears throat> Flash has been uh, a well-recognized name in the underground uh, in North Carolina and beyond for quite some time. Was worked with the Justice League uh, and as a producer as well on his, on his own right. OC from NC is absolutely positively one of the most highly regarded lyricists from North Carolina. Uh, dude's amazing. I just gotta say it myself. 
when it comes to when it comes to pin game, he wanted he one of those ones. You know what I'm saying? It's not very often that you uh, encounter somebody, um, you know, saying in real life that encompasses a lot of the things that you uh, admire in MCs. Uh, it's crazy the way I met him. Uh, damn, I can't even remember what year it was. It was it was like 20, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. Um, he was with my peoples, Ilpo, at a show, uh, rocking. And I was like, yo, so what's up? I, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you trying to do something? <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, he was like, yeah, 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 no doubt. So he came through with B-Squared. They did their thing. Um, I got put onto his mixtape 2014. Uh, and I was just like, yo, kid's nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as, I, as, as I've continued to watch his ascension, it's been quite uh quite entertaining to say the least, you know. Um but this album in particular, uh it was a, a bit of a departure sound wise to some degree. Um, only because, you know, normally we used to hear an O C over B squared tracks. Um, you know, he, he did do the project with drugs though, you know what I'm saying? So it's not the first time he's uh ventured outside of this uh, of the normal circumference of his work. Uh, but him and Flash complimented each other well. Um, he chose he chose wisely on the beats. Flash did his thing. Um, very few features, but the ones who the ones who were featured did their thing, and it made perfect sense on the records they was on. Um, I think if you if you take a good look at it, um, if you look at the whole course of it, his his catalog, he has absolutely uh, improved uh, in terms of just putting an album together. Like none of them are bad. Um, it's just that you can tell that you can tell when somebody's found a found a lane, you know what I'm saying? Really, really found it. And, and they can no matter who they work with, they can put this project together. Um, it don't got to be the regular recipe. It could be something different and they still know how to run with it. Um, yeah, the drugs project was like that, too. though. But, you know, when you think about it, um, the Carlton June with Ilpo and Big Remo uh, is crazy. Vanessa Ferguson did her thing on Simone, uh, Simone Biles. So, I mean. Of course, he got the bully himself, Josie Moe. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? They did an excellent job, and he never disappoints on the bars. Um, my favorite joint is probably Dorinda. Um, realistically speaking, I, I I almost feel like any explanation I could give you for O's music is not going to do it justice unless you hear it. Um, but I think that, that Dorinda is like the... I think Dorinda's the second. It might have been my second. It, it was. My, it might have been the second song that I started putting on repeat on a regular basis. Uh, but af after a while, it it really stuck to me. Um, Mr. Miyagi's crazy, as well. Um, but that's not my other go-to. My other go-to was Kyrie. Um, I was just very. You could tell he mean it when he say it. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Um, and he, he talks very highly of, of himself and his people and what they and what they own because everything they touch is quality. Um, I mentioned Ilpo at the top of the pod uh, as having the most played pod when they when I mentioned they crew Watts, OC from NC and B Square and also part of Watts. Um It's like what he say? He said on the one joint, we in the we in the zone, we in the dome, mellow play K D. Uh, redraw 50, we had great seats, a nigga feel like Dave East. 
Working on my methods, y'all won't play me, play beats. See, I'm trying to stretch some shit y'all can't reach. Yo, that dude is crazy, man. Like, um, the way he strings words together. Um, when you talk about stream of consciousness, uh, stream of conscious rap, uh, sometimes it feels like that. It's just going and going and going. But the dope thing about O's in a lot of t in a lot of cases, it's going, but I wait, but it's got a destination and it gets you there. You know what I'm saying? So. Enough respect to OC from NC. Enough respect to DJ Flash. Uh, enough respect to the whole Watts. As far as ratings, I gave the bars a 9.5. I gave the beats an 8. Uh, Flow of the Project was an 8. Overall, it was an 8.5. Uh, which brings me to number 7. All Hell Danza by my man Anthony Danza and All Hell YT. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, Danza is big on the retro sound. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of age grooves. Um, real funky stuff, man, and and he compliments it with, with a with a ball game that is steadily improving, and not only is it steadily improving, like it completely the way he crafts shit completely matches the backdrop of the music that he's that he's spitting over, uh, and I, I this project actually was my introduction to all hell YT, but um, I went and started listening to some of his music after this drop, and yo, cause it's crazy with the pen, like he he nice. Um, for them to come together, and they both um, are, are, are definitely uh, purveyors of that that classic sound, that that retro, that retro groove sound, that funk. Um, we ain't, I, I haven't heard it this prevalent um, and done this well since the Bad Boy era. So um, that's you know my hats off to y'all for that. This project, All Hell Danza, is 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 drippy. I'm trying to tell you when you listen, like you gotta listen to this riding around the city. This ain't no sitting in your house chilling and listening. I mean, you could, but like it's more of a on the move, like out making moves, music. You know what I'm saying? So why, if you out, you know, getting your day started, um, you know, gotta run some errands, get your shit, you know, get the day going. This is a perfect album to ride to. Um, my favorite joint is BBS Boys. Um, they are they have a really good chemistry between the two of them, uh, and I think that you wouldn't know that they not. Uh, long-time collaborators. It seems, it almost feels like they've been rocking together for a really long time. So uh, they did a good job of pulling that vibe off. Uh, my other my other top top pick would be Keith Sweat, uh, and that's featuring Left Lane D-Don. Um, what can I say, man? That classic feel, you can't, like it's almost like when you hear it, it take you to another place, but then they start rapping and it bring you right back to now, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's, it's a beautifully put together project. They, they they styles are already very similar, so it blends great. Um, and, I mean, as far as the pin game goes, uh, like I said, AD has been progressing lovely. Um, he took a long break from music um, as far as actually putting out his own music, and he did a lot of producing for other people. But now that he's back to doing his thing, um, you know, from, from the very beginning, from BBS Diaries 1 all the way up to now, like you can hear the growth as a writer um like when he was like uh, uh how did she go it was like uh the, everything everything around me cash rules all saucy like prego or ragu yelling that's my call when i pass through coop flying through the city like bad news like dog very visual you know what i'm saying i can see i can see that happening i can see him riding through the riding through the city in the whip with the fat gold chain on with the kango 
the whole night, you know what I'm saying? Like they they give the whole retro vibe. It ain't just the samples. I guess the whole the whole vibe is there. Um, much appreciation to him uh, and to OLYT for for bringing that sound back, for uh, reminding us how good that music felt. Because a lot of times we forget, you know, saying what came before the thing that's most prevalent to us now. Um, <clears throat> with that said, I mean that's that's my. Oh, I didn't give it ratings. My bad. So the ratings for All Hell Dance, I got bars at an 8, beats at an 8, floor at a 10, uh, overall 8.3. Um, and these, like, I'm not saying that these are the seven best albums that came out this year. These are my seven top albums of the year, the albums that I played the most, the albums that, I've, um, that I felt the most connected to. I uh, want to give an honorable mention, shout out to West Side Gun. Um, that's crazy. His, his album making skills are out of this world. Um, Freddie Gibbs, an alchemist. Uh, Fam, you. Um, it was a lot of dope shit that came out this year, y'all. I can't even lie. Um, but when you, but when I start thinking about top projects, there's certain things I'm looking for. So um, once I hear it, you know what I'm saying, and I listen to music all the time because I have to, um, just to stay up on what's you know what's popping in the streets and. Uh, what's popping on the net, and who's the next person I probably should interview. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I listen to a lot of music, but these are the seven albums that stuck with me the most. Um, also, shout out to Pusha T, who had a strong album this year. Um, it was a lot of dope music. Again, not saying these are the seven best albums, these are just my top joints. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. Um, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming next next week. Uh, got some dope interviews lined up for January already. Man, I cannot wait for y'all to hear what's about to pop. So next, till next time, y'all know what it is. It's your man, Seven the Panther, Panther Politics Podcast. Um, I'll go ahead and say Happy New Year now. Catch y'all on the flip side. One. Uh, this is Gabriel Durden, Seven the Panthers manager. I also do all of this editing work, and because of that, I can kind of do whatever I want on this motherfucker. So, even though he put together that list, and it was a dope list, he'll never say that Shooting Stars 2, Eye of the Storm, belongs on that list. But we all know it belonged on that list. So, I'm going to go ahead and add that one in on that list. Uh, y'all know it belongs there. He knows it belongs there. But he might never say it. Y'all should be saying it. Look out for Shooting Stars 2 Experience coming to a city near you. And if you want it, let us know. But Shooting Stars 2 belong on that list. So, 7, I did what I had to do, brother. Peace.